Tonight on Ram Showcase, a roster spot seems to have opened up. Who will take advantage? Plus, we play the Katy Perry game. And later, Joe Stradamus makes his official return. Tonight on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What is going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is actually brought to you by the big man. Make sure you guys, if you guys, are you moving soon? I know people move all the time. I, I don't like to move, but if you're in Missouri or you're in Illinois, then you absolutely have to call the big man to help you move. With his own truck and probably the ability to lift that truck over his own head, you have got to give Kelsey a call. 314-365-2478. I've seen the reviews, guys. If you want your stuff moved fast and safely, then you don't need to hire one of those big companies that you need to work around their schedule for. Just give the big man a call at 314-365-2478. Again, that phone number is 314-365-2478. Make sure you guys do it. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Pretty simple. But for me, you can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. I think we got the intro stuff out of the way. We got a pretty cool show for you guys tonight. We, I mean, we're doing this thing now. We are back in full force, and I, I, and I know I mentioned it last week, but I missed doing the show, and I'm having a blast again, and that's what it's all about. So we are back. Um, let's see here. Uh, we got we do have some news to get into. I, I did tease in there the uh, the Katy Perry game. That's basically the hot and cold game, and I just named it as I was typing typing out my script for this show. So lucky you guys you get that first take, and then uh, we'll go into a little small game preview. I don't like to preview preseason games too much because they're preseason games. But uh, here, let's let's take a look here. What do we got? We got uh, some news for you guys. Let's start with that. Uh, the biggest news coming out of the Los Angeles Rams this week is linebacker Micah Kaiser. He did have surgery yesterday on his pectoral muscle. Uh, he will be out indefinitely. Sean McVay has stated that uh, there is no timetable for his return, so he's going to be out quite a while. What does this mean? Well, Micah Kaiser was in a position battle with uh, with uh, Bryce Hager for that starting inside linebacker spot next to Corey Littleton. But Micah Kaiser, I mean, he's not going to be in there. So it looks like Hager took a huge jump as far as that position goes. Uh, there are other, though, roster opportunities for guys like Dakota Allen. This is a guy that I absolutely like, not just because he was on Last Chance U. Yeah, that's pretty cool and stuff. But now, none of that matters. I don't care that he was on Last Chance U. Now, I did back then because I liked watching him on that show. Back when that show was good, first of all, can we just, can we throw that in there that this new school, Independence, they've sucked for the last two years and it's been not fun to watch? This last chance of you, not just crappy Division II schools, you know what I mean? So they are doing a different one this, this, uh, this, this next season and I believe that it's in California. So I, I haven't, I don't, I can't confirm that though because I actually don't know. I don't even know where to look for that. 
I'll have to find that out because I love I like that show. But let's be real, Independence was trash. They were butt cheeks. So, um, Dakota Allen. That's what I talked about. That's what got me on that big tangent. Uh, but no, I actually like Dakota Allen in this in this defense. I think he attacks really well. He he's really good at watching what the offensive line is doing. Uh, on those run plays and kind of seeing like if the guard pulls he knows where to attack and everything and and he also he can kind of lay the boom so that's pretty good stuff uh the rams will not move natrez patrick to inside linebacker and will keep him as outside linebacker although he does have experience on the inside this leads me to believe that his roster spot might be more safe than we initially expected or anticipated uh that i, I think that that means that the Rams want him on the outside, and, and I think that his chances of, of making this roster kind of jumped up uh, by, by that news. That's just my opinion, though. I can't say that for for 100% certainty that that uh, the Rams keeping Patrick on the outside uh, keeps, or increases his chances of making the roster. I don't know that for sure. That's, a, that's an assumption that I'm making, uh, but we'll see. I mean, the Rams don't really have a lot of depth at linebacker. They're, they're trying to... F- to find some guys who can who can fill some certain roles. Of course, we only really need the one starter, but it looks like that's going to be taken up by Bryce Hager, who was a St. Louis Ram. He's been been with the team for for quite a while. Uh, but my my concerns with Bryce Hager is that if he was going to develop into a productive starter, that it probably would have happened already. So that's kind of my concerns with that. I do think that. In this season, a healthy Bryce Hager does get benched for somebody else. I do think that that's going to happen. Uh, small Jostradam is there, I guess, but not a big one. Um, but, you know, that that depth at outside linebacker is is a little bit thin. To be completely honest, I'm not too stoked on the on the depth. And a lot of those young guys, Young and, and Lawler, they're just not doing it. You know, Oboe came in last week, Obunaya Okoronkwo. He came in last week, actually played pretty well, um, aside from that first drive. And I know a lot of people are judging him based on that first drive. Uh, but he hadn't played a game since college. He hadn't seen a football field, a real football game since college. So I think that, you know, I think that that first drive was kind of just knocking off the cobwebs a little bit. And I, I think he played great the rest of the game. I really liked what I saw out of saw out of him. And, you know, he had that kind of, I don't know, it, it seems like he's not there yet. But I saw a lot of things that I really like. And I did see also social media totally blasting Okoronkwo for the touchdown run uh, on the on the Rams that they gave up on that on that early drive. And, you know, to be completely honest, Okoronkwo absolutely could have attacked better and probably gotten the tackle. Uh, but first of all, Tanzel Smart has to make that tackle. Okoronkwo has to cut into the middle and, and cut off that running back, which I do think he had the time to do. But again, I was not on the field and I'm no football player. If you guys have seen me, you guys know I'm not an athlete. And so I leave that to them. But I, I would have liked to see more effort out of that. And this is the the play that's really getting Okoronkwo bashed by fans. And I, I don't think that's fair uh, just because he did play great the rest of the, the game. And it was his first drive back on a football field since he played in college. So I don't uh, I'm not going after him too hard. I do want to see him a little bit more uh, this week. We got the Broncos uh, coming into Los Angeles. Uh, I'm I'm personally sad that it's not in Denver because I, I am a Colorado resident, but I'll live. At least I know it'll be nationally televised. I got that going for me. 
Let's see here. Other news. The Rams did fall to the Dallas Cowboys by a score of 14 to 10. But can we please stop pretending that wins and losses matter in these games? People are playing the entire second half that won't make the team and won't get picked up anywhere else. The second they're cut from us, these guys are playing right now and we are bashing the entire team as a whole because guys who are playing right now, these are their last few games of football for their lives. You know what I mean? There's there's going to be guys that are cut that never play football again. So can we please just rein it in? Oh, maybe they'll go to the XFL. So may, maybe I'm being a little harsh, but let's be real here. These guys aren't going to be on the team. These guys are not the team. They, they do not make up the team that was just in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? These are these are guys that are we're we're surviving the preseason. We don't we don't really use this as uh, uh I mean we have most of our starters in place already, so we don't really need to evaluate too much. I mean we obviously have to evaluate for some depth and who's going to get cut, who's going to make the team, and you know you got different guys uh, that are that are undrafted like Simba Simba Webster and Natrez Patrick who are making a name for themselves. So yeah, these games do matter in some regards. Uh, but the score is not one of them. And I, I wrote the score. I had to look up the score for this game. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to even tell you. Because most of the time, in the preseason games, I'm not even looking at the score. I'm looking at specific things. I'm looking at specific players. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you guys other than that. But uh, let's see. Uh, the only other news that I had for you guys, pretty light news week. And uh, this will probably be a pretty short show if I had to guess. Uh, but next week, we are going to do our final roster predictions. That means I'm going to tell you guys who's getting cut, who's making this team. The Joe Stradamus, that will be the Joe Stradamus for uh, for next week. I'll go through and and basically tell you who I think will make the team at each position. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I want to give it one more game because there are some guys that I'm still unsure of. But that final game, I don't want to wait until then because the rosters have to be cut, I think, by Saturday. And... I do my shows on Wednesdays, so I can't really predict if if they're, you know, it'd still be before the game, even if I waited another week. So, Well, no, it'd be after the game. So it'd be after the cuts. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, let's see here. Let's let's time. It's time to get into the next segment, though. Let's let's go ahead and do that. It's time to go under the ridge top. So this week we go under the ridge top, and this week this is the game segment. This is I do this every single week. I'm going to do this every single week. This is, this is a new addition to the show. I haven't done this regularly, but this is going to be a new addition this week. We're playing the Katy Perry game, and I named that as I wrote my script. So it's subject to change, but I kind of like it. If you know who Katy Perry is, I barely know who Katy Perry is. I'm more of a metalhead myself. I don't know about you guys. Uh, but that's kind of the side I lean towards. But this is the—it's basically the hot and cold game, stock up, stock down. But I tried to just be a little bit more creative, and it's the Katy Perry game. So let's take a look. Uh, this is based on last week's games. This does not include uh, the first Rams preseason game. This just goes for the Dallas Cowboys game that the Rams had. So some risers, some hot. Let's see. We got outside linebacker and Trez Patrick. You guys knew I was going to say it. Come on now, I've already been up in them in this show. Natrez Patrick did an awesome job. He's got a very high motor. I think that if he can really nail, nail down his pass rush moves, that Natrez Patrick probably could be a pretty good player. And if we cut him, he is a guy that I think will get picked up somewhere else. Uh, undrafted, and he's looking pretty solid. Next up on the hot list, we got inside linebacker Dakota Allen. Dakota Allen 
Like I had mentioned before, what I'm liking about Dakota Allen is the fact that he is very solid at reading the offensive line on run plays. This against the run is where the Rams struggled last year. That was their weakest spot of the entire team was stopping the run. And uh, uh, besides against the Cowboys in the playoffs, that was that was amazing. That was an incredible effort. But it was also like one of four games that Indomik and Sue actually tried in. So I guess that there's a little bit to say there. Uh, but he's gone, so it, that, that's kind of irrelevant. But D- Dakota Allen, I think against the run, he could absolutely help this team. Micah Kaiser was a guy that I have talked about for a while as a a strong run support uh, inside linebacker, but obviously he will not be uh, playing very much uh, for a while. So uh, so Dakota Allen, I, I'm definitely liking this kid. Uh, he's got a great attitude. He did get into some trouble a long time ago, but uh, you know I think he's good to go now. His, his attitude's great. And again, against the run, he is very, very strong. I could, I would like to see some improvement in pass coverage, but overall I think Dakota Allen's doing a very good job and definitely making his case to make this roster, which is good. Uh, next up on the hot list, uh, some of you guys might disagree with this, actually. Uh, I'm going with wide receiver Kaderil Hodge. Kaderil Hodge, I think he's doing an awesome job. Uh, he's obviously not going to break into the top four on the depth chart, uh, but he is a guy that I, I could absolutely see being uh, the lower level, you know, fifth wide receiver who really only comes in special teams, and, and if there's injuries, hopefully not knock on some wood there, but uh, Hodge, I, I'm really liking Hodge. He came in last year. Did, did a pretty solid job in preseason, and, and that's what helped him, you know, stick around. And this year, I think he's doing the same thing. I think he's he's really doing a doing a strong job as a as a wide receiver. But you know, if uh, to be realistic, behind the the Rams' top four receivers, you're going to have to be able to contribute on special teams if you want to make this roster. Let's go over to the cold lists. We usually do three of these, three each. Uh, cold list. First of all, I have to pick on this guy because, oh my god, offensive lineman Jameel Demby. Holy moly, what a rough game for Demby. Uh, I'm a fan of Demby. I liked him coming out of college, and then, of course, the Rams cut him. He went to the Lions, and then, you know, they didn't really care for him, so he came back as our practice squad, and and, and now he, he started at left guard, and he played some center. Uh, he was terrible, uh, to put it as bluntly as I can. He played awful, and... Uh, I think that some of the evaluations that we're looking at for, you know, Rams running back Daryl Henderson or even John Kelly, I think a lot of that 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 criticism really shouldn't go to those guys because they're strong running backs. I think it should go to that offensive line. The backup offensive line for the Rams is rough. All right, so that's definitely something that I think that the Rams need to kind of focus on, uh, especially not now, but like next off season. Uh, really get that depth kind of secured a little bit better because the the backup offensive line for the Rams is is pretty rough right now and pretty raw. So uh, Demby though was absolutely the weakest link out there and had a really tough time getting it together. But uh, like I said, I like this kid coming out of college, so I'm excited to see him again this week against the Broncos. Uh, he is uh, one of my candidates to be cut right now, especially if he plays that way. He was getting those spin moves, man. Holy moly, those spin moves were getting Demby. It was. It was rough. It was definitely rough. Uh, next up on the cold list, uh, both of the guys who are fighting for the third quarterback position, John Wolford and Brandon Allen, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, as uh, as a uh, key or what is it? Nate Burleson? I was gonna say Keenan Thompson. That's w- so far off. Keenan Thompson doesn't have anything to do with football. Anyway, uh, 
Uh, but Wolford, he, I mean, rough game. Didn't look as confident as he did in the first game. Uh, Brandon Allen definitely looked better than he did in the last game, but not good enough for me to say that if he had to come in and play that I'd be okay with it at all because, I mean, he's just, I, he's only okay. He's extremely, he, he's aggressively average. You know, he has some times where he looks like he could be decent, but those times are too far and, you know, they're, they're few and far between is what I'm trying to say there. So uh, Brandon Allen, though, not not really he did play better. I'll give him that. But I think that that spot, that third quarterback spot is definitely up for grabs between Wolford and Brandon Allen. And then stock down, I got to go wide receiver Mike Thomas. I know that there's some some of you guys out there, some of my listeners that are fans of Mike Thomas and want to see him stick around and think that he can he can do a, a good job. But man, this guy's got bricks for hands. It, it kind of reminds me of Tameric Hemingway in, in the fact that he he does have potential. He's right there. It seems like he's right there. Uh, but stone hands, you know, bricks for hands. Instead of hands, he's got bricks and the ball just bounces off of his hands too many times. And that's getting frustrating to see. So again, we will be able to see all of these guys again this week against Denver. And then I don't even know who the last preseason games against. I can't even, I can't even guess right now. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, but that's how little I care about preseason. And just to put it in perspective. That's how little I care about even the opponent. I don't care who the opponent is. I just want to see certain guys on the Rams roster who are trying to make the team or trying position battles and stuff. That's what I'm looking for. So, you know, I don't even know. But we got Denver this week. I know that because uh, Bronco fans have been talking trash to me. Can you believe that? Bronco fans talking trash in preseason. They're going to be terrible this year. And they're talking trash to me because they think they're going to win in preseason. And it's, I mean, it's likely. It's absolutely likely. Rams don't play their starters. But I don't know. I don't I'll let them have that win, I guess. The last couple of preseason games I've been to for the Rams and Broncos up in Denver, uh, the Rams haven't won them, but I mean, they were kind of close games and stuff, but regular season what matters. That's, and, and if you're looking regular season Bronco fans, then, uh, when's the last time the Broncos beat the Rams in a game that mattered? Yeah, it was, it was a long time ago. I want to say it was 2002. Was that uh, November of 2002? I want to say. Or maybe it was earlier than that in the season, actually. It might have been September. So it's been quite a while. I was definitely not doing the show. And, you know, I think, uh, I think they're, they're a little, a little, little, little overconfident up there in Denver, which I'm about an hour and a half south of. In case you were wondering, I don't know if you were or not. Uh, but, uh, let's see here. We're going to go into the, it's time for a new segment. So basically, right now, we're just going to look at this next game that the Rams have against the Denver Broncos. Uh, let me actually look up the time for you guys uh, so I can uh, I can be certain of what is happening in this game. Uh, I've also found out that, that recently, <laughs> this year mainly, uh, the betting on preseason games is like a total thing. I thought that was that's so wild to me that people are betting on these games. It's 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 also it's kind of cool. I'll be honest. I, I would. I think I might try this week, but probably not. So this game does kick off at 6 p.m. Los Angeles time for those of you guys going to the game. This is the Rams' only preseason game at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. This is the, the Rams' only. But it's actually, I'm just going to go ahead and check uh, who the final preseason game's against. It's against Houston. Okay. That's cool. I had no idea. I would have guessed, like, the Chargers, probably. Oh, that's what I would have 
would have been my assumption. But, alright. Uh, the Rams are favored, one and a half, if you guys are betting on this game. Uh, but, basically, I'm just going to give you guys the three to see in this game. And there will be a graphic coming on Saturday for this information as well. Like I did last week, I thought that did, uh, I thought that was a cool thing to do. You know, I thought that was fun. So, uh, the 3 2 C, we got the wide receiver battle again. We got Simba Webster versus Mike Thomas versus JoJo Natson versus Kaderil Hodge. It's basically like Hungry Hungry Hippos, but wide receiver edition because, you know, 1v3. It's for everybody. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, I would say of these guys, I like JoJo Natson's chances because of his ability to return uh, punts and kicks. Simba Webster, I think, is doing an awesome job on the offensive side of the football, but I would like to see him contribute a little bit more on special teams, as well as Mike Thomas and Kaderil Hodge. If I had to personally pick one of these guys right this second, it would be between JoJo Natson and Kaderil Hodge, probably JoJo Natson because of his returnability. Uh, Kaderil Hodge I do like more on the offensive side of the football, along with Simba Webster, but let's be real. We've got Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds. Uh, none of these guys are going to you know, compete and, and, and pass them up on the depth chart. It's just not going to happen. Uh, next, we've got linebacker Natrez Patrick. I'm going to say this guy's name as much as possible. I'm really pulling for this guy to make the roster, to be completely honest with you guys. He is fighting for his roster life right now, and I think a big game here could do absolute wonders because the Broncos, they're kind of having some weird offensive stuff. Their offensive line has not been that great, and of course, the Rams aren't going to play, be playing their starters in this game, uh, but... Uh, we'll see Joe Flacco and then Drew Locke, quarterback of the Broncos, did go out with an injury. Those those x-rays did come back negative. He's expected to be fine by week one, but he's probably going to be kept out of the preseason games, uh, the, the, the remaining two preseason games for the Broncos. And uh, last year, I've got the quarterback battle, the quarterback three battle. This is the kind of stuff we get in preseason, so bear with me until we get to the real season and we can actually talk about Play, uh, players who are going to play, which is going to be really, really fun. But we've got John Walford versus Brandon Allen. And I kind of want to see what you guys think, because I'm personally, uh, based on everything I've seen from Brandon Allen and everything I've seen from John Walford, I absolutely want Walford to, to come in and play. And Well, not play. I don't want him to play. I want that to be clear. I don't want him playing a lot at all, especially during the regular season. Uh, but I, I would prefer him on the bench over Brandon Allen. But again, Jared Goff has never missed a game with an injury, and I know that's always always subject to change. Knock on wood again, if you if you must. But uh, even Blake Bortles probably won't get that much playing time. You know, we we saw Sean Mannion just standing. On, we talked about Sean Mannion. I talked about Sean Mannion. I'll put it that way. I talked about Sean Mannion so much, and it never mattered. It was one hundred percent of the time. It was irrelevant because Jared Goff was always playing. So Sean Mannion. He's out in Minnesota now doing Sean Mannion things, which is probably just looking to one side of the football, not going through his reads and throwing it or getting sacked. And, you know, he can go do that and have fun with him uh, up there in Minnesota. But I would prefer Wolford over Allen. I would like also some input here. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to know if you guys have any uh, any predictions on, on this as well or who you just want to be in that spot. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it is time. It's time for Joe Stradamus. It's time for Jostradamus. Welcome back to Jostradamus. 
This is this is the the one of my favorite segments to do. I, I prefer the fan quesos. That's my number one favorite. And uh, this is also one of my other favorites because I don't like a lot of predictions. I don't deal with a lot of the BS of rumors and all that stuff. But here it gives me a chance to give you guys a small prediction that probably doesn't mean a whole lot, but is something that I can brag about if I get it right. And my greatest moment in Joe Stradamus history was it was about two weeks before the draft a couple years back and... There was absolutely no reason that the Rams would draft a running back, especially in the first round. They had Zach Stacy and Trey Mason on the roster, but I posted on Facebook. I actually, I, I don't even know if I would consider this as Joe Stradamus. All I said was, I woke up one day and it was the first thought that popped into my head, so I posted it on Facebook immediately. All I said was, I don't know why, but I have a feeling Todd Gurley will be a Ram. And we all know what happened. And I wish you guys could have seen me when he got drafted. I lost my mind. I was at the Tilted Kilt, and I absolutely lost my mind. I had a blast with that. Um, I was already a few beers deep by the time we got to, what was it, pick 10? Because it was take forever. Come on now. And we obviously got there early. But uh, yeah, that was my best one. But this Joe Stradamus, this one is not going to be the best one because it's a preseason Joe Stradamus. And those are never that great. But my Joe Stradamus pick is even with the Denver Broncos playing their starters and the Rams continuing to keep their starters in street clothes, the Rams will beat the Denver Broncos by a score of 16 to 10. Lock it in. If you guys are better, just go do it. Go do it and let me know how much money you make. I don't even want any of it. Just, just have it for yourself, you know? Just have a beer for me, wherever you're at. That's all I ask. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's time for Fan Jesos. Yeah, uh, final segment. It's time for some Fan Quesos. All right, we got some Fan Quesos for you guys. We have a lot from JJ and then just a couple more. This was kind of a, a slow Fan Queso day, but feel free to always tweet at Ram Showcase or at Sheriff Joe Bags with your own question. I will absolutely throw it into the show. I say your name, which is always cool, and I will answer your question as detailed as I can. These are usually opinion questions, but sometimes I do get questions of like, hey, what's going on with this guy? Have you heard anything? So uh, feel free to just try try to stump me. That's what I really want. I want somebody to ask me a question. I'm like, I have no idea how to answer that. What am I supposed to say to that? I'd try that, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, but here, let's start with uh, JJ's line of questioning. I'm getting like the third degree here from JJ. Uh, first one, who do you see starting in Kaiser's spot? I think that's a pretty easy one. I think that Bryce Hager kind of has that locked up now with, with Kaiser's injury. So Bryce Hager, I think, is is the one. And a side note that matters to no one, uh, Bryce Hager was my starting outside linebacker in Madden 17 for like, like 12 years or something like that. So, um, so I mean, I've, I've, I've never been a Hager hater, but I don't think that he's necessarily going to be this super productive starter. Uh, but also we have, we do have Wade Phillips and he's really good at scheming for players strengths. Like we saw that when Tlaib and Peters were both in, we saw Peters play a lot better. And that was because he was able to scheme to Peters skill set, which is sit back in the zone, read the play and react while Tlaib is kind of the man to man guy. So the defense was a little weird for, for, for everybody and probably for Wade, but you know, those are the players that we have and, and he's good at, at scheming for that. So uh, it's going to be Hager. 
Hager's absolutely going to be the starter uh, for a few weeks, but I don't think he, I really don't think he, he lasts that long. I think that he does eventually get benched for somebody else. Next question here from JJ. Do you think Oboe will stay healthy enough to make the team? Uh, the way that the Rams outside linebacker depth looks right now, because obviously we know Dante Fowler and Clay Matthews are the starters, and then Abukam absolutely is, is a strong person to have uh, as far as, you know, the the depth that they that outside linebacker spot. I think Oboe is doing a good job at, at creating a case for him to make this roster. I'm still not sold he will make the team, though. I do want to see him against the Broncos this weekend on Saturday, 6 p.m. L.A. time. To see if, you know, he can keep that going or if he, he starts slow again, that's going to cause some concern. And if he, you know, struggles with tackling, that's obviously going to cause concern. But I want to see him again. Uh, one game is not enough, uh, especially one preseason game is absolutely not enough for me to say that this guy can, is good enough to make the team or not make the team. I don't know. I have not seen enough from him. Uh, let's see here. Next one. Why does Mike Thomas drop every ball thrown to him? I have no idea. And the the team seems really high on him. So I'm sure there's things going on that we are not seeing because uh, we most of the fans, we see the games. We don't see the inside practices. And of course, you know, open training camps, that's over now. So uh, we're not seeing all the stuff that's going in, you know, in practice and all that stuff and how he's performing there. Uh, but I, I don't know, man, he, he does have a knack of dropping the football and that's absolutely got to change. And, and the reason that I would not personally keep him on the final 53 next one here from JJ, do you think Josh Reynolds will still have a significant role with the return of cup? You know, I'm kind of hoping so. And, uh, the Rams do run that kind of 11 personnel, a lot, one running back, one tight end, and then the three wide receivers, they run that a lot. Uh, but I do think that with, you know, cup cup is coming back from that acl and then we did see plays where where woods and cooks would would sit out for for just a little bit and and reynolds would get some snaps even early in the season last year uh and i'm hoping that continues i'm a obviously a big fan of josh reynolds i think everybody knows that by now so i don't need to keep saying it but i think josh reynolds is kind of he i think he's done enough to to carve himself into the offense and to become a part of the offense not just a guy who comes in and fills in when something else happens to, to a different player uh, next one here from JJ. Does Johnny Hecker's carpet? <laughs> Dang it, JJ. Does Johnny Hecker's carpet match the drapes? Inappropriate, JJ. But probably. Next one here from JJ. Do you feel that Goff needs to prove he's the guy this year before we give him a new contract? I do not. Jared Goff just took this team to the Super Bowl, and I know that there's been crappy quarterbacks to go to the Super Bowl before. Uh, Joe Flacco, you know Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer. Uh, you know the the list can kind of go on as long as I want it to. But I think that Goff has done enough. I think that he, I honestly though, okay, I'll put it this way. I really, truly in my heart, I believe that we are going to see a massive jump from Jared Goff this year. I think that this is the year that Jared Goff puts the team on his back and just owns it. And I think that this is the year that we see that Jared Goff is the starting quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams, and that position is not up for grabs. I think that it is his for as long as he wants to play here. I really do think that that's what we are going to see this year, is is Jared Goff just lose his mind and and go off. And you know what? I'm, I, I'll, I, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I was about to say it, but I'm not going to. I have a Joe Stradamus pick for, uh, for Jared Goff. And those are going to go into not next week, but we will do uh, we'll do kind of like two two Joe Stradamus is Joe Stradami 
I don't know. Um, we'll do two Jostradami in the week before the, of week one. We'll do it. We'll do it then. And uh, I'll give you guys some some predictions on some numbers and stuff that I have for for not only golf but but the rest of the team as well. Some other big name players. Uh, next question from JJ: How do you see Henderson fitting in with our offense, and what roles when can we expect to see from him? Uh, let's see here. Well, Henderson is—he's a lot like Todd Gurley in his style, and he really does thrive in space. And the Rams keep running him, you know, right behind the guards, and and that's just not where he is the most productive. And getting him in space is is crucial. So I think that that's kind of where we're going to see him. We're going to see him on, you know, those passing downs. I think we're going to see a lot of screens to Daryl Henderson this year. And I would guess if I'm just going to throw this one out there, maybe a Joe Stradamus, maybe not. But I'm going to go ahead and say that I think Daryl Henderson this season has more receptions than carries. And I, I don't know if that's bold or not, but that's what I'm going with for sure for Daryl Henderson. I'm excited for Daryl Henderson. I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Uh, next one here from JJ. When are you going to come visit my Rams cave and watch a game? Dude, you live in Kansas. I'm probably never going to go there. That place sucks. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was going to just move on, but I feel like that was like a really aggressive. <laughs> so I don't want to just leave it at that. Um, dude, you live in Kansas. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what else to say, man. Okay. I don't have a lot of reasons to go to Kansas. That's, I mean, I know I'm kind of close to Kansas. I think it's what, like a four-hour drive? You would know, JJ used to live where I live. It's like a three, four-hour drive maybe to the border. It might be shorter than that. It might be closer to two, actually. Um, but then when you once you get there, though, you're in Kansas. Who wants to be in Kansas? Does anybody try to be in Kansas? Last chance you went to Kansas, and it was their two worst seasons. It was bottom half, both seasons. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, that was all from JJ. So thanks, JJ. Thank you for your, uh, for your interrogation there. And I hope I didn't hurt your Kansas feelings out there. Poor Kansas feelings. Anyway, uh, this one comes from Cody. Welcome back, Cody. You weren't here last week. And, uh, Cody is actually one of my, one of my big supporters. I'm a big fan of Cody. It goes, it's a two-way street. We're fans. Let's see here. Uh, do the Rams have Whitworth's replacement yet? I believe so. I believe that Joseph Noteboom will play left guard this season, and then the second Whitworth retires, I think he gets bumped out to the outside and plays left tackle for the Los Angeles Rams. And hopefully he can be awesome at it and can stay in that position for a while. And I'm really liking the way that the Rams handle young players. I think that the ability to uh, to to have them kind of redshirt their first season and and sit on the bench and kind of just get a feel for the NFL. You understand how practices are going. You know what game day looks like. Uh, and especially some of these guys, they went all the way through and saw even what it takes to get a, what, what it takes from a team to get all the way to the Super Bowl. These guys saw that. And I think that that's very, very critical. But I, I like Noteboom in that spot. I think that he's going to, to move to the outside and then you know, from there, it. I think that we're looking at a lot of guys right now that could technically be on their red shirt year. Uh, some of the rookies, you know, David Edwards, Bobby Evans, those are guys that I think one of those I think would slip into that left guard spot. Uh, Evans is doing an incredible job. Bobby Evans, I'm I'm liking Evans a lot right now. Uh, becoming a fan, and I'm hoping that he can kind of slip into that into that spot. 
uh, once we kind of reshuffle next year, because obviously Whitworth cannot play that much longer. He's he's the old guy out there. So uh, great veteran presence kind of fell off at not a lot, but kind of did fall off near the end of the season last year. Uh, but I think that that's kind of how that would how that would happen. Uh, this last one here comes from Tyler. How fast do you see an impact some from some of these? I read that way wrong. How fast do you see an impact with some of these rookies and which rookies? All right. So for Taylor Rapp, I think we're going to see Rapp on special teams a lot. And OK, I'm going to throw this out there while I'm on the subject of Rapp. I'm not going to avoid your question here, Tyler, but I want to I just want to slip this in. OK, so Rapp is a safety and his name is Rapp. We know that we, we've all kind of had some fun with that. Uh, the, there's like the, the series on on the Rams.com of, you know, unwrapped and all that stuff, which is actually a really, really good series. I think it's a 12 part series going to follow throughout the season. Uh, but I think a cool nickname for Taylor for. <laughs> yeah, for Taylor Rapp would be as I thought I said his name wrong. So um, I think a great nickname for Rapp would be Freestyle. And I'm sticking with it. I don't even care if you guys are on board or not. If you guys hear me say freestyle, that means I'm talking about rap. All right. Uh, but I do see, I, I think that we'll see him in on special teams a lot this year. But I think next year, or basically the second that Eric Weddle retires, rap is going to be the starter. And I think the rap and Johnson combo at safety is going to be real sick. And I'm excited for this year with Weddle. The Weddle and Johnson combo is, is pretty cool, but... The rap one, the rap and Johnson. I think that that could be the Rams safeties for a good five, six seasons together. So, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, Greg Gaines is a guy that I think can contribute this year. I think he's going to be. I don't know if he wins that starting job or not. I, I I'm kind of liking some things I see from him, but sometimes I don't. But at the same time, you know, his competition in like in Tanzel Smart and stuff like that are just. They're not really doing it either, so I think that that's going to be a little bit of a weak spot for the Rams unless one of these guys can really step up. But Greg Gaines is huge, a and um, you know I'm excited to see him progress because players obviously they don't stay the same for their entire careers; they progress. That's just what happens. Uh, but I, he's definitely he's he's one that that I can see making an impact this year. I think that again, like what the Rams have been doing with like the red shirt year and all that stuff, I think that's what we see with David Long as well. And I, th- I think we can see Long play next year a lot more, but maybe not so much this year. Probably, probably is inactive more than he's active this year. And especially he hasn't really been playing that well in the preseason. But again, we don't need him to perform that well right now. He can learn still. He's got plenty of time. He's going to be okay, is what I'm saying. But. Uh, outside of that, I think some of the other, uh, the rookie linebackers, Patrick and Allen, Natrez Patrick and, and, um, and Dakota Allen. I don't know why I blanked on that one, but I think that those are guys that can absolutely contribute to if they make this roster, which they do kind of have an up- uphill battle for, uh, just being, uh, you know, the, the guys that they are. And, you know, Dakota Allen was drafted, but, but late. And then Natrez Patrick coming in undrafted. So, uh, yeah, we got that. Uh, that is going to do it for my fan quesos, though. Uh, just a quick uh, wrap-up for you guys. Uh, Micah Kaiser is out for an extended period of time. We do not have a return for him. Uh, let's make sure you guys watch this this preseason game for these position battles. we got the wide receiver battle, the QB battle, the defensive tackle battle, and linebacker battles. We do have some battles going on this year, more than we had last year. Kind of Last year, we kind of knew who was going to make the team and who wasn't. 
but this year we do have some battles and and some guys that, that may surprise people. But at the same time, this is a very loaded roster, very talented roster, and we are absolutely going to see some players be cut who are good football players that probably could contribute, but we just have other good players. So it's a good problem to have, honestly. Um, again, make sure you guys... It, we all move all the time. And if you guys are in Missouri, or if you guys are in Illinois, you absolutely have to call the big man. He can lift his truck over his head. I'm pretty convinced. I don't know if that's actually true, but I've seen, I've seen him and he's big dude. And that's why they call him the big man. And you have to call him to help you move. It's, it's, it's almost mandatory at this point. Three, one, four, three, six, five, two, four, seven, eight is how you get a hold of the big man. Missouri, Illinois, make sure you guys you guys are calling this guy if you guys need to move. Uh, moving sucks, and I move basically just in my own city, and I hate it with all my entire heart, even though I am moving out of state next year, but I hate moving with my entire heart, and uh, you have somebody who's willing to do it fast, safe, your stuff's not going to get damaged. Again, that phone number, 314 Seven eight. Make sure you guys give the big man a call. Make sure you guys don't miss next week's episode. We got the roster cut predictions. We'll we'll hear who who I believe is going to make this final roster. But I need one more game. I need one more game. We'll see this Broncos game this weekend, six p.m. LA time, and uh, that's when I'll give you guys uh, the 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 cut predictions. One week from tonight. What what day is that? It's the twenty first now. So. So 28th is when I'll get get in those predictions, all right? And I got I do have my fantasy football draft this weekend. Um, do not ask me for fantasy football advice uh, because I hate fantasy football with all my heart. Um, it's not the most fun thing for me. But I've been in this league since I was in high school, so I feel kind of obligated to continue it, until like we all just start dying or something. I don't know. It's just going to be... I'm kind of locked in. They didn't even ask me if I wanted to be in it. They just told me what day of the draft was. And I was like, all right, I'll be there. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna play, and then they just told me <laughs> what when where when and where the draft was. I'm like, all right, okay, I'll do it. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. Thank you guys all for listening uh, to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. I have been Sheriff Joe Bags, and will continue to be Sheriff Joe Bags. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase and myself on social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com/slash Ram Showcase. And myself at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Or Sheriff Joe Bags. Try to keep it pretty simple for you guys. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.